Welcome back to Not Playing. I'm Lex. You're Lex. And you're Dan. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. I'm glad we got that figured out. But it's Not Playing, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter, and where Dan and I watch movies that everybody else in the world has already seen, but we have not. Lex, 20 points to Gryffindor. Yeah. I understand that reference, even though I have not seen the movie Harry Potter. Wow. Okay. Well, that we'll put that one on the list. Um, nor have I read the books. I think I read the first one. And I bet You're a terrible human being. It's uh, okay. I'm not a big fan of fantasy. But you know what I yeah. am a fan of, Dan? What are you a fan of? I'm a fan of buddy cop comedies. Oh, boy. Have we got a treat for you. So to, the film we're watching together today is the original Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, indeed. And I understand you have never seen Lethal Weapon. Lex hasn't seen it. Uh, you have, though. I have. Are you a times. fan? Uh, yeah, I am a fan, and we'll talk about some of the difficulties inherent in that after the movie. <laughs> but first, I would like to know what you know about Lethal Weapon. So I know that it stars Mel Gibson, uh, of whom I am not such a big fan these days. That's fair. And We'll talk about that, too. I... Uh, I uh, I know I think that Dan I don't want to say the wrong name and embarrass myself. Uh, is it Danny Glover who's in it? Danny Glover is in it. That he's he's the other main guy. He is I'm, the other main guy. I'm pretty sure I know nothing else about. It. I believe that they're cops. I think they work together. I don't know what a lethal weapon is. I think okay. that many weapons can be lethal. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I'm I'm guessing that this is my guess, and I, again, I have no. I I love when you guess. Hit I have no knowledge to base this on, but I figure that you know there are two cops who don't like each other, like. Uh, they get assigned together as partners. They hate each other at first. They've got a tough as nails boss who they report to at the precinct, and then they learn to love each other over time. I'm I not thought, you, like they I thought you hadn't seen this. No, I... basically, I think it's Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more action than Beverly but, Hills Cop. I'm, I'm, so I would say I think it's the love child. Having not seen it, I think it's the love child of Beverly Hills Cop and Die Hard, two movies I've seen this season. Interesting, interesting conclusion. Uh, I think we'll have to watch and see. Uh, this is a 1987 movie, by the way, so it predates the original Die Hard, but it's it's pretty close. Okay. Um. And yeah, I think uh, you seem to know a lot. You know any dialogue? You know any lines? Uh, well, do I know any lines? I. It's possible that somebody will say some. I think and... you will recognize. There's at least one. I think you will recognize. Okay. Put it this way, and I will ask you. You know, and again, we'll talk about this afterwards. But you know, setting aside the Mel Gibson thing for the moment, just in pretend we are in 1987, watching this for the first time together, and just you know, accept it as it is. Okay, I'm I'm willing and able to do that. All right, great. Uh, I will do my very best. And you know, it's if if it's a good performance, it's a good performance. You can you can hate the player, but still like the game. I think is what they say. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know games, players. What are you doing? It's what's going it's, on? It's all very confusing. Okay. Um, before we launch into Lethal Weapon, 
I do want to. I want to take a moment, if you don't mind, to. Thank, I would love for you to take a moment. I want to thank Audible for their support of not playing. Audible is uh, sponsoring today's episode. First time sponsoring not playing. Audible. I've heard of them. They're the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks, and we have a special offer exclusively for our listeners coming up. Now, as you may know, Dan, Audible offers 150,000 books covering virtually every genre. Yes, even that one. If you want to listen to a book, Audible has it. You can listen to audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can use your iPhone, iPad, Mac, PC, Kindle, and so on. I use my So On 9000 to listen to Audible audiobooks all the time, and it's great. Here's the best part. You ready for this, Dan? Uh, yeah, no, okay, I'm now ready. There was a pause, but now you're ready. Audible I, is I had offering, to prepare myself. Yeah. Audible is offering not playing listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. You Ooh. go to audiblepodcast.com slash not playing. That's audiblepodcast.com slash not playing to take advantage of the special offer. By doing so, you not only get the chance to check out a great service, you support our show as well. Can now, I you can I get any book? Is that what you're saying? Any audiobook that they have at Audible, you may get. Wow, that's awesome. And it's free because you listen to this show. What I'm hoping, Dan, is that you could recommend to our listeners uh, a, an audiobook available at audible.com oh, that I they would might love want to, to check out. I would love to do so. Uh, the book I'm going to recommend is a book called The Devil You Know by an author named Mike Carey. Um, I'm a fan of Mike Carey, who is also sometimes a comic book writer, but this particular book is sort of a, I, I know you're not big into fan, fantasy Lex, but it's kind of a, a mash be- mashup between a noir movie and like sort of that urban fantasy. There's like demons and the main character is a freelance exorcist, but it's written very much in the style of sort of a hard boiled detective novel. Uh, I really like it. It's a series that goes out for, I think they've, he's written five books so far. Um, a lot of fun. I noticed the other day that it was on Audible. So uh, something perhaps that you could listen to if you were so inclined. Narrated by a guy whose last name is Kramer, which I like. And uh, Amazon offers with, with many books, including this one, Whisper Sync for Voice, meaning Ooh. you can listen to The Devil You Know. And then when you get back to the Kindle book, it syncs to wherever you left off while you were listening, which is kind of magical, if you ask me. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, then you can like drive in your car when you're on your way to work. And then when you get to work, after having listened to it in the car, and you're not actually working, but you're sitting at your desk, you can read the book quietly so that nobody knows that you're reading a book at work. So once again, get your free audiobook and kick off your free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash not playing. But now, let's watch an even more special kind of audiobook, an audiobook with visuals too. Lethal Weapon by Mel Gibson and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Mel Gibson. No, that's not true. That's not even <laughs> slightly true. All right. I believe we've got the movie queued up till right after the Warner Brothers logo fades to black. If you're watching on Amazon Instant Video with us, uh, when I pause it, I have 149.18 left. I have the same. Um, so let's get underway. We'll hit play in three, two, one. Oh, it's another Christmas movie. I mean, aren't they all? It really is Die Hard. I mean, now that is an 80s font style. <laughs> it's, it's an 80s movie, man. I don't know what you're expecting. I was pretty much expecting exactly that. Danny Glover spoke at my graduation from college. We had John Glenn. Oh, he's a little more notable, I would argue. I guess. That's, I mean... I used to use that 3D effect on all of my fonts on my original Macs I, back I in the day. I don't see why you Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey is in this movie. Is he playing a parody of himself or himself? And Mitchell Ryan. 
who you may recognize if you don't know his name. Tom Atkins, inventor of the diet. Right. He's eating a burger in every scene of this film. Darlene Love. And introducing Tracy Wolf, who's an actual wolf. <laughs> now, after the introduction of Tracy Wolf, did Tracy Wolf go on to any further success? Um, I was going to make a Teen Wolf joke, joke right. but that was literally all I had. Okay. Couldn't tell you anything else. I will say of all Christmas-related songs, this is probably my top five. Yeah, music by Michael Common and Eric Clapton. Right. Performed by Eric Clapton. He's singing this song right now. <laughs> oh, I think we're going into that room. It's a fake out. I hope the window's open. Otherwise, we're going to smash some glass. Oh, I hope that person's not dead. It seems unlikely, right? Is that person naked? That person is naked. What kind of movie is this, Dan? <laughs> I This might be Tracy Wolf, but I couldn't I couldn't vouch for it. <laughs> You've been introduced. I don't know. This is quite a transition from Christmas music, I gotta tell you. There's some darkness in this movie, I won't lie. I um I can't remember the last time I was writhing naked with the window open. It was Tuesday. No, that's right. It was Tuesday. I can't <laughs> tell if she's injured or just weird. Oh she's she's okay. It's the eighties. Yeah. Well, who wasn't snorting Coke in the eighties, right? Man, it was rough on the on the playground, let me tell you. I think it's Coke. I'm not really an expert in these things. Uh, you know, it looks like a dealer's choice kind of situation. Oh, she's going overboard. Definitely should never do Coke in a tall building. She's got some weird freckles. And weird fashion choices. I'm really concerned about her uh, decision-making. <laughs> This movie has several references to the number 600, which I oh, said... Oh, yeah, it's written by Shane Black, by the way, who is more recently uh, directed Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. And did uh, his sort of big resurgence after his success in the 80s was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which mm. if you've never seen, is Haven't an excellent seen. movie. Great movie, Robert Downey Jr. So he does lots of things involving Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, they're, they're buddies. What's and, weird and is I wear Richard that Donner a lot. and Joel Silver, by the way. Richard Donner produced Superman. Yes. Joel Silver produced everything in the nineties, I think. Did, didn't he produce at least one Batman film? Um oh, Joel geez. Schumacher directed it. She just I you know I, I would say it's a ten on form. Uh on impact more of a nine point six. Wow. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. Ah, is that covered build, by they, car insurance? Don't build them like they used to. Of course, she still has a breast exposed, though. So thank you, Hollywood. <laughs> that person didn't seem very concerned. Right. Yeah, it's another another naked broad <laughs> fell onto my car. <laughs> now, that's either an intruder or Santa Claus on that house on the left. A very slow intruder. Man, everybody's naked in this movie. Now, this is weird. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got a bunch of kids. Do your kids <laughs> greet you in the bathtub and not, say happy birthday to you? Certainly not the one as old as some of those kids in the background there. 
nope, I'm still naked in the bathtub with my family. It didn't come true. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I thought that kid was going right in the tub. I like to pretend that shampoo bottle over there is actually scotch. (laughs) Also, who has a mirror right next to their bathtub? You know, it's surprisingly common, these weird... I was going to say these bathroom mirrors. Bathroom mirrors are not uncommon, but these weird giant bathtub mirrors, I don't like it. I'm not a fan myself. Uh, I've lied to you. The other cop in this movie is played by a dog. This is the prequel to... uh, What was that Tom Hanks movie? Uh... Tango and Cat? No. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. You were close. I always get those two confused. Yeah. You're right. Everybody is naked in this movie. Right. I've seen more nipples already in this film. (laughs) Wow, Mel Gibson was young. Incidentally, don't don't sleep with a cigarette in your mouth. Pro tip. I can tell what his character is thinking right now. I hate Jews. (laughs) I said let it go for the moment I forgot I forgot you're gonna see his butt now gosh there really is no clothes in this movie (laughs) clothes had not been invented by 1987 (laughs) sad news I'm impressed that he managed to keep the cigarette in his mouth that long it's pretty good I do like his hair in this film I'm not gonna lie it's it may be the greatest 80s thing in this movie That's, I, I don't think I could drink a beer first thing in the morning. Do you Unless think you it's smoke a, a cigarette? Beer. No. It has to wash down the cigarette. Also, I'm glad he didn't set himself on fire. Yeah. You can go visit her father. He's in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we're in a different house. That house is in some disrepair. If you're gonna make a movie, you gotta break a few eggs. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of bacon. No, not Jesus, Michael Hunsick. Just Michael Hunsick. Jesus, Michael Hunsick, please. (laughs) Danny Glover can do simple math. Oh, they have a cat. Hunt Snacker? <laughs> Those jerks. Those guys are jerks. Lex, this is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> oh, man. 
buy your shotgun now. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, you can get a discount or layaway. I do like the uh, the sweater suit look that he's rocking. I think it's nice on him. It's a, it's a Danny Glover thing. Man, everybody knows it's his birthday. He's well-liked. I'm getting that. (laughs) For your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, I know how it is having sex for money. I don't think she actually thinks he is hilarious. You're the police. Right. <laughs> it's your job. Jiminy. Soulful saxophone. Yeah. Very soulful. Now, I didn't quite catch it. What was he saying his connection was to the Hunsecker family name? He told his wife, Vietnam buddy. Vietnam buddy. Okay. Your tone suggests that that might not be true. I don't remember. <laughs> Look at that phone. I was thinking the same thing. There's buttons on the other side of it. Right. Is this film set in the future? The future of 1987. I think it's a cell phone. I think that they told the uh, saxophonist just wail away however you see fit. He's actually in the apartment right now. (coughs) I would appreciate that. Oh, man. Wait. Mel Gibson's not just an alcoholic, but also he's he's into drugs? Oh, wait, maybe this is an undercover bust. Hang on. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That's the last time anybody ever gave him the benefit of the doubt. All of it. Nailed it. He's the he's the heavy in the group, that guy. <laughs> he's insistent. Yeah. I was right. Uh-oh. 
Wow. I hate Christmas. <laughs> Does he still get the biggest tree on the lot, though? That's my question. Plus, I had a beer this morning, and I sleep while smoking. Nobody listens to him. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mel Gibson with anger He's issues. Good. This is hard to He's believe. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I like hair. to imagine people in the angry. 80s saying, oh, Mel Gibson could never be that angry about anything involving the police. <laughs> At least he didn't when he got arrested. He's like, guys, guys, you're cops. I'm a cop. Right. <laughs> I would think he could afford to live better on a undercover cop salary, but I don't know much about police work. He's not skimming enough off the top, really. <laughs> Clearly. I've never understood how the undercover cops are allowed to sample the drugs a little bit. It seems weird. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta sell it. You would never survive undercover, Lex. No. Oh, there's a backstory here. One, he likes holding guns, and two, he has a those wife. are those are actually just those are just that's just clip art. That's like what comes in the frame. Ah, I see. He used to be a model for those things that they put in picture frames. It's a nice work if you can get it, man. Pays a little bit better than being an undercover cop, strangely enough. You're not going to kill yourself, dude. We all know it. This would be a very boring (laughs) quadrilogy. Mel Gibson's in this movie for about five minutes. <laughs> the, actually, for most two, of the movie, he's a, he's actually a ghost. I was going to say, are two, three, and four Weekend at Bernie's style? <laughs> yeah. A reference I make having never seen Weekend at Bernie's. Red, you're dead. <laughs> Just remember that. Just remember that. demonic device. That's I didn't good. invent it, but I will take credit for it. <laughs> Wait, he's wiping the prince now? <laughs> They'll never know who committed suicide. I hope he doesn't shoot that picture of his wife in anger because it's right over his crotch. Don't do this. He's just checking to see if it, it's clean and right. works. Where does the bullet come from when I pull this trigger? <laughs> I've never been on this side of it. The phone? You've got mail. Something has to interrupt him. He got a text message 10 years before they were existed. Between forehead and mouth, I don't know. Hey, just remember, Red, you're dead. Yeah, it's easier to keep it propped up when it's in your mouth. I would be afraid of not hitting enough fatal parts in my mouth. 
will only ever be an attempted suicide. He was pretty close I, to the edge, though. He's really got some serious grief. Interesting that his life preservation jumped into action when he was, you know, dealing with the bad guys, but... Oh, maybe it's not a divorce. Maybe she's dead. So he didn't used to be a day drinker. That's what I'm getting from this. Used to be a day trader. Yeah. It's very different. At one point he was a daydream believer. I mean, probably not. I was thinking... Okay, much later. All right, so he wants to live now. Wow, for like this moment. He has armpit hair sticking out of his sleeve in case anybody wanted to uh, check that out. (laughs) They're terrible. Your tax dollars at work. I'm Jewish and I can tell they're terrible. Aha. Backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Do you throw around words like psychotic? (laughs) I was at his trailer last night. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Lethal Weapon? (laughs) (laughs) There's logic to it. Uh, do they really make bathrooms with the mantle? <laughs> and it's clearly like stuck on there extra too. Yeah, the gl- the glass ceiling in the police department is more of a white door. <laughs> wow, these cops really share a lot. That's why I was crying. Ah, nailed it. Oh, wait. (laughs) Ooh, he has a nice computer back there. Uh, I feel like I partially predicted this part. He really thought that he had to flip him? I mean, he clearly worked in the police department. I don't understand Mel Gibson's confusion. I'm too old for this shit. That's the famous line, right? That is the line. He's only 50. 
50 is the new black. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Sometimes you need reminding. Right. You never know. Did he just disarm it for his partner to look at it? That's like when you and I talk about computers, Dan. Exactly. Hey, he is the lethal weapon. I really can't get into this car. God Hates Me would have been a good title for this movie, too. Sounds more like a George Burns movie. Yeah. Incidentally, I noticed the other cop that was talking to uh, Danny Glover. Yes. Also played one of the FBI agents in Die Hard. (laughs) Gary Busey. Mr. Joshua. That's Mr. Mr. Joshua to you. Mr. is his first name. His father is Mr. Mr. Joshua. (laughs) That was quite a critique. No smokers allowed. (laughs) These guys do not get along very well. Honor among thieves. Ah, we're demonstrating their loyalty. I get it. His left arm is made of cigarettes. <laughs> hey, it looks like a burn. <laughs> I got bit by a bear. 
Where can I get three of him? <laughs> I'm really just in the market for lighters. He doesn't like to talk. <laughs> the uh, mustachioed fellow there doesn't really seem like the most secure criminal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd make a deal with him. So how come Lethal Weapon isn't viewed as a Christmas movie the way Die Hard is? I don't know. Wow, that's hard news. I was okay when I thought it was suicide. Right. I hope he's not going to jump because he's on the first floor. Mostly stop motion. <laughs> right. The way I speak. <laughs> Should have called earlier. The scene isn't packing quite the emotional wallop it's meant to for me. Probably because I have no soul. You're the Mel Gibson in the scene, is that what you're saying? I think so. Oh, more backstory. Remember, if he owes you, what, how could he $20? forget? $20? Right. <laughs> and I want you to be friendly. I was going to not do that <laughs> as a as a police officer. <laughs> What else is there to do, really? <laughs> you owe me murder, officer. Owe me murder would have also have been a good title for this movie. Because <laughs> you're crazy. And I'm dealing with plenty of crazy people today. Win at Mitsubishi TV! <laughs> good question, Mel. Lost Boys, this year's hit. That doesn't date this movie as much as the uh, the fact that she was making videotapes. I couldn't tell for a second if he was eating a hot dog or a Twinkie, but it was a hot dog. It's the 80s. He's eating a hot Twinkie. 
Twinkie dog. Well, we've already seen the movie with the Twinkie wiener sandwich. It was UHF. Oh, there really is a jumper. <laughs> it's it's the police. They don't make this shit up. <laughs> No jujitsu. That's my preferred method for talking down suicidal jumpers. What about Tai Chi? Can you use the Tai Chi? Technically, yes. <laughs> it's not a homicide yet. Why would they let... Okay. <laughs> I would kill for this job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you later. I'm pretty sure the first rule is don't get out next to the jumper. (laughs) Very popular thing to do in movies, though. I just watched the movie Man on Ledge recently. That has a guy on a ledge, too. Uh, I kind of thought that was a misnomer. Hmm. I'm Maybe right next to you. Flipped up his collar. Those things will kill you. Yeah. I love that Santa Claus is standing down there watching. Ready to watch him jump to a ho-ho horrible death. (laughs) You want to die a murderer? I did not see that coming. Mel Gibson dies a lot in this movie. It's like Groundhog Day. I just got a new partner. (laughs) (laughs) 
Does he know where he tossed the key? Wow, he's angry. I mean, he's too old for this shit. I do like him when he's angry. (laughs) He's an ugly yeller. (laughs) Wow. Why is he so angry at him? This seems crazy. What's wrong with these guys? (laughs) 80s psychology. This is crazy. And here's my number. So call me, maybe. Oh, I really thought he was going to say, I'm hungry for a bullet. I guess not, though. The bullets are, they they contain too much lead. They're not good for you. These guys sweat a lot. It's hot. It's L.A., man. You know, speaking of L.A., as we watch this movie tomorrow morning, I'm headed there. I have to wake up at 3.45 a.m., so this movie has better be good because I'm staying up late to watch it with you. Pressure's too on. too old for this shit, Lex. <laughs> I'm too tired for this shit. Those cell phones are awesome. Don't you wish they were still that big? Do you think they were, like, sci-fi? No, he says it again. Do you think they were sci-fi in this movie? Like, people looked at it like, well, that can't be real. I like that he called the psychiatrist while he's sitting right there. Oh, I want some french fries. I think I've been there. I wonder if that's true. 
Maybe. No promises. Danny Glover, FYI, only 10 years older than Mel Gibson. <laughs> so he was not driving. Unlikely. Possible, but unlikely. Very unlikely. We're going shopping. You said you were going to put it out. Open your car door. Open your car door. their own sax player now you know they're rich it's dominoes Danny Glover's got something sticking out of his jacket there nice and easy conditioner and shampoo in one (laughs) That's what Mel Gibson uses on his hair. How could he not, though? Look at it. It's amazing. Lustrous. His hair deserves an Oscar. (laughs) Boy, I was not expecting that. Come on, tree huggers. He's a creative handcuffer. He's a lethal weapon with a pair of handcuffs. I'm using them to hold my guts in. Thanks for all the help there, partner. (laughs) Take your time, guys. Take your time. (laughs) What was on that pool? I think it was like a tarp. Ah, nuts. (laughs) I'm too dead for this shit. shot him and then smothered him and drowned him. (laughs) We are the worst cops ever. (laughs) 
And then there were sharks in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair... (laughs) Good thing he took his shoes off. He did save your life. That thank you was a bit overdue, my friend. Let's hug. That kid is wearing the jacket indoors. It's cool. How is Family Feud audio still on in that house? That is all they watch. It's looped. (laughs) You are not my children. (laughs) Is that a crook? No, we like to leave the door to our house wide open, actually. We allow you to put the legs on the arm of the couch in my house, by the way. So feel free here. Okay. Let's go put my legs up right now. (laughs) If they're all the way on my couch, you're taller than I remember. Don't use your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Canadian mist. Is that like a movie beverage or a real beverage? It's either a bad beer or a great soda. I think she has a crush on him. Well, if you would like to commit suicide by cop, just make a move on his daughter. (laughs) 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 
you know, I like to watch older men bathe. <laughs> that was Those pretty kids good. invented rapping. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That was some of the hardest core rapping I've ever seen. It's from Danny Glover. Right. Weirdly, they didn't show him on camera while he rapped. They only showed the reaction shots. I think that was the right directorial call. It was a smart move. <laughs> I don't think that works. They're on a boat. That was deep. Wow. That must make being a detective a lot easier. It's psychic detective is, is all good. Swallow this beer, though. You're permanently grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Outside the house is fine. Ah, the 80s. A simpler time. Seriously. Parenting tips from Mel Gibson. <laughs> they are also legal adults. And I'm lethal. gonna drive home after all the beers. <laughs> he should take the boat home, or the boat.
I'm just going to take this one for the road. <laughs> right. Challenge accepted. Can't do it. Sorry. Wow. They are partners. <laughs> That and hair. The hair just came natural, like. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say now. <laughs> that was a good, good pause. I liked it. Can't deny it. He is crazy. Hooch is crazy. That's true. I didn't know if anybody was going to appreciate that reference. Oh, I, I've watched Scrubs. Oh, I was referring to uh, Tom Hanks' dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Assuming that Tom Hanks' dog is the Hooch. I can't remember which one is Hooch anymore. It is tricky to remember. I've never seen that movie. Furbag or Burbank? I thought he said Burbank, honestly. But I like the. Uh. <laughs> Your kids are atrocious spellers. You don't open the presents without the kids around. <laughs> the one thing I don't need. Who mails evidence? And it was not sealed. Oh, a book. Happy birthday to me. Oh, they gave him a VCR, too. That's in another box. What does that say? Amanda and her friends. Gotcha. I think I've seen this one. Honey, it's for a case. This is the best evidence I've ever seen. <laughs> I'd convict. <laughs> I find them guilty of being beautiful. <laughs> so it's weird. This videotape is of girls doing what we assume all girls do all the time, yes? Take showers? Right. Together. Oh, right. Most likely to succeed. <laughs> Wait, he's got a sister. I hated high school. <laughs> I need a shower too. He's really missing out on a lot of his kids' lives. Sleeping, bathing, working late. And I've had four beers. 
and some Coke. Now, why is Mel Gibson at target practice? <laughs> he uses real humans for it. Target practice was the other yeah. name of this movie. Well, if you decide not to be a cop, you could be a writer. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> Got him in the nose. I don't feel like this is the right uh, shooting range etiquette. I mean, Mel Gibson like brings his own goggles and earmuffs too. <laughs> Jeez, that's far. Now I close my eyes. He closes his eyes every time he shoots. That's interesting. He does. He's not very good at it. <laughs> Is it a circle around Danny Glover's shot? Smiley face? I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh, a smiley face would be pretty good. Yep. You nailed it. Smells a little high. He's a lean, mean killing machine. <laughs> that's, that's all he does. 
That is a great coat. How can they tell? They look like they look like the popo. Do they? Everyone's got like snowmen on their right. There's a lot of roof-based decorations. That's a good early warning system. <laughs> Those shades are great, by the way. They failed to bust Dixie, as far as I can tell. <laughs> do it again! Do it again! There's always a, there's always someone in an 80s movie wearing just wearing 3D glasses? 3D glasses for no particular reason. Was that a thing? <coughs> Apparently so. That's Back to the Future, they do that too. Yeah. I think it's probably too late for the ambulance to be quite honest that's for them they need some blankets and stuff (laughs) yeah now he has to light up a cigarette after the house exploded it's annoying that he had to use his lighter instead of just walking over there Probably not evidence or anything, right? Yeah. Those kids just hang around all day. Six-year-olds would know what a gas meter is. He was (laughs) three-dimensional. You're going to jail! (laughs) If that kid didn't go on anything, that is a crime. (laughs) No, is it? I like ice cream. I'll tell you anything after an ice cream. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> How's he going to draw the silly voice? <laughs> the kid's blind. <laughs> Maybe Mel Gibson did it. He is blonde and white and tall. Well, might I say, dun, dun, dun. I might. You got me. I did it. <laughs> did you do this? I don't need this anymore. This case is bigger than they were realizing, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Smaller than they realized. <laughs> oh, snap. Guess I won't take those <laughs> pills. <laughs> I don't love her as much, <laughs> but... together a terrible movie <laughs> in the world <laughs> with kindness <laughs> Well, I was just going to stop there, sir, but okay. <laughs> Got the band back together. Party Nog. 
drink this stuff by the boatload. Seriously. You do your taxes? <laughs> Ten years, it'll be legal. They'll be putting it in the water. Let's just use a bigger fire. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not the eggnog. Not the eggnog. I... <laughs> eggnog! Wow, way to crash a funeral. Also, I guess you misjudged that whole they need me too much to kill me thing. I hope he doesn't have to waste his hollow point. Boom! <laughs> I thought it was a great shot. What's going on here? Yeah, you should have been able to blow up that helicopter. He made a smiley face in the helicopter. Yeah. To 350 degrees. Oh, man. He's got the same radio as the police. It's a very popular radio. I would have rather gotten shot. <laughs> it took him a long time to fall through that window. Well, the bigger they are, the slower they fall. That's what they say. All his hair broke his fall. Boy, he is not a happy shooting victim. <laughs> sort of a security blanket for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not the quotable line? 
I never forget an asshole. That's a much better line. Now they're just flirting. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to come back again, but it did. It did, Dan. And now he's the prime suspect. (laughs) Answer the question. You didn't want your daughter going to the prom with him, did you? Danny Glover is only a lethal weapon when he's behind the wheel. I get that. His daughter has terrible taste in men, by the way. This is how he likes to come home every day, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Santa Claus moved a little bit. That's not Santa Claus. That's Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey is Santa Claus. Trigger treat. That was less than sneaky, Raj. <laughs> Also, you're probably going to have to replace your door lock. <laughs> it's for me. Which one? <laughs> Awkward. Now she's going to be even more grounded. Also, I think he has to tell his wife. Also, have you considered switching <laughs> to AT&T? I used to work as a telemarketer selling voicemail for Bell Atlantic. Did you call Danny Glover? He was always yelling at me about where was his daughter, and I had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) Always hang up your phone. (laughs) You'll really rack up long distance charges this way. He's got a giant picture of Danny Glover behind him. I know. I love that. They showed that before, and I was thinking, I need a giant picture of my head in my house. (laughs) 
That name didn't sound familiar. He'll sing if we make it. These bad guys know so much about human nature. I guess this movie isn't a Christmas classic because... It's a little darker. There's like child kidnapping and whatnot. Both. Has he killed anyone yet today? It's the first time for everything. No caller ID. It's a long time to make him wait. Yeah, I was going to say, I better get some sleep. Right. All right, you want to hit Dunkin' Donuts while we're waiting? Mel Gibson run, got the shittier job. I'm just saying. I'll drop you off in the middle of the desert and you just hoof it. Uh, you don't want to give up your uh, your whole card, right? <laughs> Danny Glover in vacation. <laughs> now, if he drove up in Collector's Walt's car, that would really be something. It's pretty close, though. The family truckster is that what it's called? I think so. It seems unsafe. It's quite a caravan, though. <laughs> that that third car is a helicopter. <laughs> I think he's wearing Chevy Chase's outfit. <laughs> These guys like to make an entrance. You know what he's thinking? He's thinking, I really wish I had my beard right now. <laughs> nice limo, too. <clears throat> We just uh, we ran out of money to rent the helicopter. We we had to let it go. <laughs> there are limits. <laughs> Dramatic door opening music. 
I feel like they mistimed the music, to your point. They are really concerned about Danny Glover. Yeah. Also, I guess it is an interesting plan that they didn't tell anybody else about this. Well, you know, security. You can never be too careful. You couldn't have parked 10 more feet away? (laughs) Jerk. And now the real bad boss will arrive via hovercraft. (laughs) I would like for Danny Glover's boat to pull up right now. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good ending. And while you're at it, show me the money. Well said. Well said. You know, I have seen Loaded Weapon 1. Which I believe had Emilio Estevez and somebody else. Charlie Sheen? Not Charlie, I don't think. Are you are you randomly German? <laughs> He's getting sunburned. <laughs> Great sweater, Gary Busey. We all die? I mean it's just a grenade. Ha-ha. Chew on that. Detective. (coughs) Look at the suits. Look at the sunglasses. Great plan, bad guys. <laughs> How does he know that? Nobody shoots well, that well. going to make those shots? Get down! They're shooting! <laughs> A dead person breathed on me. Close. It takes a careful shot to get rid of that guy without killing him. He's very good. Remember the smiley face? He did. He could have taken the shot first, dude. His mouth did not quite line up with that line. What did he say? I was saying that his line, go get the girl, the girl, did not quite line up with his mouth. Yeah. I just paid off that station wagon. 
I'm glad I got the bulletproof package. <laughs> Stop shooting at those dust clouds. <laughs> they are terrible shots. It's a lethal weapon. I mean, I would put my hands behind my head, but I got shot in the shoulder. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep with you, Riggs. Not on the roof. It seems unsafe. <laughs> she could try steering, braking. <laughs> Any of those things might help. I don't even know if she has her permit yet. Hi! Hi! Is she petting the steering wheel? And then she drives off a cliff. <laughs> Excellent plan. So this whole thing really worked out. The end. <laughs> really depressing <laughs> to be ending continued. this movie. <laughs> the Weapon 2 opens with three funerals. Have you seen all the sequels? All three sequels? I actually have. Oh, I think they've seen the sequels only once each. Oh, it's our friend. Is that Mr. Miyagi? No, it was from... Uh, we were talking about him the other week. Oh, it is. it's that guy. Which movie were we watching? Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Genghis Khan. <laughs> yes, it is Slash Genghis Khan. the, the uh, terrorist from Die Hard. Lex, he's our secret theme. <laughs> I wish it was the guy who played Socrates. <laughs> Whoa, are we still talking about heroin? <laughs> yes. Oh, geez. He doesn't believe you, buddy. What are you going to do now? Well, with that kind of a promise, how can I turn you down? That's a good offer. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loofah. <laughs> Do they know that they have a leak? <laughs> Scrub them down. <laughs> I 
I mean, Mel Gibson insisted on being actually shocked for this scene, which might explain <laughs> some of his later. That's method. a really weird shocking tool. These guys are just no. not nice. I'm going to be honest. No, they're they're kind of jerks. Do you want some cocoa? A lot more torture scenes in this film than I expected, to be honest. There is some. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. You can't swear like that for your daughter. I think Mel Gibson is planning his escape. (laughs) You stand very still for a second. He just killed Genghis Khan. Not the first time that's happened to Genghis Khan. Don't forget, he's a lethal weapon. That's a great point. The dad from Dharma and Greg is kind of creepy in this movie. (laughs) Did somebody say heroes? (laughs) Here, have this guy. I probably should have shot you instead of watching. I did not remember that line. <laughs> Probably for good time. reason. You just killed Malcolm McDowell. It looked that or someone way. Someone who looks like him. <laughs> Hanging from chains was a big thing in eighties movies too. Didn't they do that in Die Hard as well? I believe so. Yeah, it's the it's the link that connects them. <laughs> that guy was just the bartender. Aww. But he was a bartender for bad guys. Here, quick, blend in. Just start dancing. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jeez. <laughs> does uh, does his daughter start helping out with the police in the sequels? Does she grab a gun of her own? I don't recall, but I don't think so. Gary Busey, too, was sane before this movie. And this is where Gary Busey invents Grand Theft Auto. L.A. is just not as safe as it used to be. Ah, purple hair. That was Cindy Lauper, actually. My car just can't stop a bullet anymore, let me tell you. Oh, I'll take care of her, all right. (laughs) I'm going to use that next time I'm in a gunfight. I got a badge in my pocket. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It runs pretty good for a guy who got electrocuted a bunch. It's true. (laughs) Danny Glover? Not so much. I've never been better. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> I would say that was the first truly unintentionally funny line of the film. <laughs> I just like the fact he's so tired when he says it. Well, he is too old for this shit. It's true. Oh, that's not safe. (laughs) God, I hope that's his car. <laughs> that is a feature. It's still drivable. <laughs> Let me just hit this pole. That'll really solve some problems. Well, poles are known for their firefighting ability. It's an asbestos pole. It's not safe out here. (laughs) I would shoot at everybody who honked. Hey, Canadian Mist. There's a billboard for it. (laughs) This is why there's always so much traffic in L.A. Most of the L.A. drivers, not surprised. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) Taxi! (laughs) 
<laughs> You're not that cool. Pancakes. Guys, there's a lot of traffic. You can probably catch him. Also, there's not that much time left in the movie, so you have to catch him. Maybe they don't. Maybe Gary Busey is a thorn in Mel Gibson's side for... I don't want that to be. I love that the, the sax is like Harold's Danny Glover music. <laughs> I would say it's essentially unprotected sax at this point. Wow. I see you took sax ed. <laughs> Is nothing sax rosanct? You shot the wrong guy! No. <laughs> How long can you drive a car from the trash to see? Oh. oh, they really threw that guy <laughs> under the bus. You're welcome. He's probably fine. Uh, uh, I got a schedule to keep. Uh, <laughs> I hope they have good insurance. Yeah, does he look? He's good. <laughs> At least I'll die with all my heroin. <laughs> And grenades. <laughs> Tip about grenades. Do not store in a hot car <laughs> on a warm day. Also, heroin is explosive. <laughs> Kaboom. I do love that movies have never given up on... Let me show you the explosion twice in rapid succession because I got it from two different angles. Well, they shoot it from like eight different angles, right? right? I mean, they spend a lot of money blowing stuff up. Oh, yeah. yeah Cindy Lauper again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this guy's got a gun. He's got to be a, a badge. He's got to be he a had a badge. Officer. He had a badge. Here, let me lead you by your shot shoulder. No, he's suicidal. <laughs> L.A., it's multicultural. That's right. That's all we're learning here. Why doesn't he use his fancy cell phone to call his wife? We sent the oldest cops on the force. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least with the old one, he had had a good life to that point, I'm assuming terrible cop that is just unnecessary you know the door was already pretty compromised <laughs> I'm pretty sure that 
Roger's house gets shot up in every every single lethal weapon movie. The TV's always on there. How many televisions these guys have? Dear bad guys, no one here but us cops. Sorry, the good guys. Oh, that's weird. It's lucky that he found the note. (laughs) (laughs) They fall for that one every time. (laughs) Why doesn't he just kill him? That's the Mel Gibson way, man. They're cops. (laughs) I really like your coat. See, I don't think this is by So we have to have a karate fight. Wow, this is shot in such a way that I have no idea what's happening. Oh, they're settling this like men. (laughs) (laughs) Worst decision ever. Here, take hold my assault rifle. Give me that blanket. <laughs> Can we get some sort of octagon or cage to put around them? <laughs> Why don't we all shoot him then? (laughs) Let's draw his life out as long as possible. (laughs) I like that it is also a boxing movie. That's nice. Yeah, he's he's multi-talented. Wow, if only we had seen the Karate Kid Lex. I feel like this might harken back to it. I wouldn't touch Mel Gibson with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) All right, let's, let's shoot him now. You'll pay for the whole lawn, but you'll only need the edge. (laughs) I love that all this water is still just coming from that hydrant. Nobody's doing anything about that. Oh, he's using his little known hug foo. (laughs) 
You know, you can drown in just three inches of water. It's true. <laughs> Robot mode engage. I confess, this is a good... I, I enjoy this movie. This ending makes no sense. <laughs> oh, I'm slippery. Oh, they're so dirty. I already killed your friend like this. You're in my crotch grasp of death. <laughs> this cannot be legal. <laughs> he kept though he didn't keep his promise. He definitely killed people today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Uh-oh. It's the Die Hard ending. Also, you two cops suck at handcuffing. Just hug me. This is a funeral for Gary Busey. <laughs> you are my Gary favorite Busey man. Died to fight. while making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> then they rebuilt him. It's nice weather for a graveside visit. It's a little that that sunlight coming through the trees with the rain. It's bittersweet. I guess he's not Jewish. <laughs> not really. I mean, how merry is it for her, honestly? There's no way to know. It could be permanently Christmas where she is. <laughs> that would be horrible. Think of how many times you'd hear Paul McCartney sing Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> I, I would rather not. <laughs> So this is a 1987 movie, but she died in 1983. But they said it's just a few months later, so there's confusion. <laughs> Let's not really deal with post-traumatic stress of being kidnapped. Right. Sorry about my face. It's the hollow point bullet. <laughs> it's a weird present. I love you. <laughs> and your plywood door. And your taped up window. Sorry, I was in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm crazy for you, Roger. I named him Roger. You can't really bring a dog to a house that doesn't have a dog and does have a cat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm impressed that their house is inhabitable at this time, but okay. Also, that Santa really is on the roof tightly. They were gonna live. Uh, they were gonna live in the boat for a while, but they nixed it. <laughs> Well, Lex, I have some news for you. I don't know if it's good news. Hit me. But that news is you have now seen Lethal Weapon, or as I like to think of it, Lethal Weapon 1. Lethal Weapon in the French. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm glad to have seen it. Thank you for sharing That's it with good. me. You're welcome. You know, I noticed there was a, I mean, besides Al Leong as Endo, who uh, we saw some crossover, I think there's like three or four guys in this movie that are also in Die Hard. And Burbank the cat and Sam the dog. I'm just saying, I think there's a lot of crossover, which I find amusing because these are, you know, they came out around the same time and they're, they're similar in genre. Right. I think Joel Silver may have produced both of them. I'm not sure about, um, I have to look that up for uh, Die Hard, but I think that's true. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so hit me. What'd you think? Well, I liked it. You know, I I thought that it was really a comedy but i think that in actuality it's kind of it's more you know die hard i would say is you know an action comedy film it's got a lot of action more more action than some comedy but this was like not even quite an action comedy in my mind as much as like an action dramedy if you will sure uh, that's that's the type of camel right yes it's the um really it was for me it was the the torture scenes that put me all over the edge yeah, like sure. it's it's not you know, it's it's not a light-hearted '80s comedy, but it was pretty. No, funny. it's definitely on the darker side. It's definitely on the darker side. Like the the intentionally funny moments were definitely funny. I thought they played well. Uh, I found that there was less of the. Um, certainly, it feels like a movie from the '80s, and the cell phones aren't helping. But you know, it felt less uh, potentially offensively dated than some of the other '80s films we've watched together. You know, it didn't have any of the awkward, painful moments of like casual racism from Vacation or casual homophobia from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, etc. So I liked that aspect. Well, I mean, and you know, you've got this sort of, um, to a certain extent, the the relationship. You know, they're they're building bridges. That's right. You got a, the black and the white partner, right? I think that's that's part of what it's it's an inclusive. It's an inclusive movie. What I will say later okay. on, later in the series, they had Joe Joe Pesci. So you know, you've got like that. That's you know, they allow I short Americans in, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, I liked it. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I would say is, I mean, not that this is a movie where you're really supposed to. I think you know, analyze the story writing so much, but I found yeah. that their friendship blossomed a little bit too quickly. He was like, "You're suicidal, and I don't like you that much." oh, now you saved my life, let's be friends. Like, I understand you were going to be indebted to the guy who saved your life, but it happened very quickly to me. And I would say that Mel Gibson gets pulled out of his funk very quickly, too. Yeah. Well, I think they wanted to get to them being, like, buddies, right? Sure. Like, that's, you know, there are, there are other movies, I feel like, that do that a little bit better. Have you ever seen um, L.A. Confidential? I have not. 
Okay, that's a that's a really good one. Maybe we'll watch that at some point. Um, in which I think they do that sort of like people who dislike each other but eventually team up a little better. Yep. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. This this feels it, it's definitely darker than Die Hard, which I think has a little bit more of a comedic bent and a little bit more of the ridiculous like you know oh all these guys are shooting at this one cop and they can't seem to kill him. Whereas this one, it feels a little bit a little bit grittier in some ways. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it has a slightly different feel to it. I think it's a little, it has a, you know, it's not quite as much of a, it's more of a cop drama where the other one has like that heist element with Alan Rickman trying to steal mm-hmm. uh, all the money. And it's a little bit more fanciful in some ways, I feel like. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoy this. I enjoy this series in general, which ends up, you know, it's really about the relationship between the two characters, right? Yes. So, um, and I think that's what they sort of spend most of the series doing. Um, is building up these two characters and they add more characters as it goes along that sort of complicates their relationship right you know mel gibson eventually gets a love interest and you know there's some family issues and things like that but you know it's always these two guys who you know got each other's backs well Um, i like that and so well yeah you know i think that's that's what's fun to watch in a buddy cop movie is it seems like there's actually a good relationship even if we sort of skipped to that point yeah now I did want to address you know the the elephant in the room, okay, which is the Mel Gibson issue. Now I remember as a middle a middleish teenager, you know, um, watching the Naked Gun movies, um, and I think late in the nineties, uh, I can't remember what year was what year was OJ? Was it ninety five, ninety six, somewhere in there? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and so I remember having this discussion with friends uh, about okay, like I see where you're going. if you go back and watch the Naked Gun are you watching a murderer? And I'm like, well, you know, he didn't, he hadn't. (laughs) So we're going to put all sorts of like legal disclaimers on this, right? Like he hadn't murdered anybody. Are you watching an alleged murderer? I believe. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, And so, but there's this whole question, I think now, especially because celebrities, there's so much visibility and so much known about them. um, How does that affect watching you know their work right i think this is this recently came up right with woody allen too i think there was a lot of a lot of questions about that uh and so i don't i don't know can can you separate it well i'll tell you the truth and i don't think that there's i don't think that everybody needs to go by my answer um but i i do i I think everybody needs to go by your i don't watch roman polanski films i don't watch woody allen films and until this moment i haven't watched uh a mel gibson movie uh since his first unsavory incident I kind of swore them all off as I learned more about them and decided I didn't like them just because I, you know, I just, I just think about the things I hate about them the whole time. And I don't like that. That's not fun. Now in this case, at your instruction, I set it all aside. I was willing to watch. I don't feel like I betrayed myself, especially because, you know, that's fair. You're right. This was before those things. Now it's a historical artifact to a certain extent of its time. And, you know, it's I don't feel like the two dollars I paid Amazon to stream this movie is really going to thicken Mel Brooks's Mel Brooks. (laughs) I certainly don't think it's going to have any impact on Mel Brooks's life. Mel Brooks, that anti-Semite. Nor do I think it will thicken Mel Gibson's wallet. Uh, So I was okay with it. But yeah, well, I mean, and I obviously I'm not in any way endorsing Mel Gibson. I, I feel much as you do that. Obviously, I, I don't wish to really support him going forward. Um, but it's difficult for movies that I've seen. You know, I, I saw this movie well before any of those unsavory things happened. Um, and certainly I think that's had an impact on his career. Uh, you know, you don't see a lot of Mel Gibson starring movies these days. Unless he makes them himself. 
Right. Uh, and even then, yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I feel that I can separate this in my head from the Mel Gibson who, as a public persona, in the same way that I do still watch Tom Cruise movies, even though I think he's insane. Right. But he's not as, he's not offensively insane. He's kind of comically insane and sadly insane. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel that that impinges on me as a person, but there you have it. And I think, you know, honestly, I do think he gave a, a fine performance in this film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Danny Glover did too. <laughs> the, um, you know, you mentioned that you thought that this one was maybe a little bit more grounded in reality than Die Hard. I think that was what your point was earlier. And to a certain extent, I think there's a grittier feel to it. I think that's right. Ways. And what I thought was nice is that there's no... Not that there's cheekiness in Die Hard, but there's no cheekiness here either where these characters in Lethal Weapon are very much in the world they're living and you feel that they feel their stakes are high, which I liked. Because, you know, it's, sure. you know there's, there's certainly plenty of lightheartedness, which I really appreciate. Even in the, you know, scenes where lots of people are getting killed and shot around, there's humorous moments as they're carjacking people and causing L.A. traffic to halt sooner than it would have otherwise. But you know, I, I just I liked the way that everything was played. It felt uh, it felt true to the movie, so I liked it. Would you watch further Lethal Weapon movies? Uh, with you, yes. On my own, probably okay. not. That that makes sense. I mean, I, I, they are made better by me. You and I are very much like Riggs and Murtaugh in some ways. Yes. Well, which am I? Um, I think you might be the lethal weapon. I think I might be too old for this shit. See, what's interesting is though, I thought it might. <laughs> Would be you go the other way? Only because I'm, I have the wife and three kids, and so it's That's like true. I'm the I'm the homebody, and I am suicidal and psychotic, <laughs> and I have great hair. Did you so have really? <laughs> did you have a beer for breakfast today? I did. It was delicious. I just poured it on my cereal. Though. <laughs> I, I it is sad that his wife was killed in that car accident in this film. Uh, ironically, by a drunk driver, which Mel Gibson has also allegedly been. Um, maybe has convictedly been. I don't really know. But uh, it was good. And, you know, the uh, I didn't catch the Eric Clapton song, so whenever that happened, I missed it. But <laughs> I was I was caught up in the in the gunshots. It you know, it it feels I and this is going back to a point I was making earlier. It's it of all the 80s films we have watched together this season on not playing thus far, it's the least 80s feeling one to me. I mean, again, the really? cell phones okay. really dated and the the clothes and everything else, but it didn't feel it, but you could make this movie too, right? right? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't feel so anachronistic watching it. You could you could mostly for it didn't feel like a period piece. Sure. No, I agree with that. I think I think there's I mean, in many ways it is a prototype, right, of so many action movies that came after it. In the same way that Die Hard was. Yep. Um, you know, that that sort of rapport between these two characters I think inspired a lot of buddy cop movies. Um but this one in particular, I agree, there's not a lot of issues with like there are some movies where you watch it and it's like, Oh man, if they tried to make this now, then somebody would just like, you know, send them a text message and be like, Hey, <laughs> You should uh, do this thing, and it would totally circumvent the plot. I don't feel like there's a lot in here that really would be, you know, undone by developments just in general in the last 20, 30 years, right? There's, it doesn't depend on those sorts of things. It has a story that I think uh, is timeless. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Shakespeare originally wrote it, Ye Old Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And I did. Well, that's good. I wanted to check. Have you ever seen a Loaded Weapon movie? 
Uh, I can't say that I have. I've seen some of those ilk. I believe it's Loaded uh, Weapon I... 1, and it's uh, it's Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. And uh, right. there's also a William Shatner appearance. Emilio Estevez also had, like Mel Gibson, a great head of hair in the 80s. Right. And I f- so I can see the resemblance. I feel like I have to see the film. Samuel again. Jackson as Danny Glover, though. No, I don't see. It. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's pretty good. I, I I really enjoyed the movie when I saw it, and I only knew like one of the movies being referenced in it. It has a Wayne's World parody at some point. Oh, but uh, Samuel L. Jackson, by the way, in a subsequent Die Hard movie. Really, I didn't even know that yes. was allowed. It is. It's encouraged. Jeez. Well, now I'm really gonna have to watch. I noticed also, by the way, the the police psych uh, psychiatrist psychologist that they show in the early scenes, who's talking about how uh, Riggs is unstable. Uh, she is also in Die Hard. So lots of crossover. Yeah. Well, I I just blew your mind. I you blew not. my mind. <laughs> There's really nothing more to be said. There's a lot of connections, but I so I will say I thank you for showing me this one. I. Uh, I feel bad because now I think you might be ahead in terms of showing me movies that I like where I'm showing you movies that you merely tolerate. <laughs> well, then then this is the big moment then because uh, you've got some movies left to pick. I think you I think you have two left in our in our current season that are your choice. And as I understand it, you're not a huge fan of comedies uh, or of stupid comedies, I should say. <laughs> I mean, I like comedies. I just I, I think you and I sometimes have different senses of humor. We'll put it that right. way. Because I was thinking... Um, there are, well, listen, John Syracuse has a rule that we are not allowed to watch Goodfellas together, so that one you have to watch on your own. Well, we can watch it together, right. just maybe just not, not on for the podcast. podcast. But um, I was at first I was leaning towards some Mel Gibson movies like History of the World Part 1. Um, <laughs> You're just terrible but, with right. Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks Mel Gibson, thing. I liked, I've seen some Mel Brooks movies. Brooks I, movies. I, I like Mel Brooks. But so there's, there's three in a row on the list that I have of movies you haven't seen that all feel like that just all blow my mind in in unique ways. And they are Coming to America, Beetlejuice, okay. and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. And those are all excellent, excellent movies. Coming to America is far and away the funniest of the three, and it's another Eddie Murphy film. I like Eddie Murphy. I, I liked Beverly Hills Cop. Beetlejuice is, it. you know, very weird but really good, featuring both Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder. And then Who Framed Roger Rabbit is, you know, it's not hilarious, but it was remarkable for its time. Sure. Uh, if I let you choose between the first two, well, I, I, I'm not. This is up you to you, man. You won't do it. You I won't take, take the choice. I can't take All this right. weight from you. This is, this is your responsibility. We're gonna do Coming to America. It feels more okay. in keeping with the tone of our. It, it seems like so a good far. choice. I, I, I approve of this choice. And uh, I, I mean, it's really funny. I haven't seen it in years now, but every time I watch it, I laugh. So I like our chances. All right. I look, I look forward to that. I'm ready to laugh. Right. I'm ready to laugh and and learn. And love, maybe. Far fewer torture scenes, by the way, than uh, <laughs> than Lethal Weapon. And I think you could probably say that about everything else we've watched this season. <laughs> Good news for uh, coming to America fans who want to watch along with us next time. It is available streaming on Netflix. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dan. This has been a real pleasure. Well, thank you, Lex. Uh, I I hope we had a. I hope we. I don't. I I I I. I'm done. I'm out. You know what? Peace. I'm too old for this shit. Boom! Nailed it!
you're not going to kill yourself, dude. We all know it. This would be a very boring <laughs> quadrilogy. Yep. Mel Gibson's in this movie for about five minutes. Actually, for most two, of the movie, he's he's actually a ghost. I was going to say, are two, three, and four Weekend at Bernie's style? <laughs> yeah. A reference I make having never seen Weekend at Bernie's.